0: License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.
1: They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590.
2: Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Thank you for joining us. It's 403. Jack is here producing. Uh, Dave wants to weigh in on a story we brought up right before the top of the hour news. It's out of San Antonio, where the assistant fire marshal for Bear County had his official Bear County car parked on his driveway at his home, October 17th. And two teenagers are now charged with breaking into the car, stealing a 12-gauge and a rifle and other equipment. Uh, some of the equipment uh, was sold by the two teenagers before it could be recovered. They also, the same night they broke in and stole all of the equipment from the assistant fire marshal, they posted videos on Instagram bragging about what they had done. Uh, Dave, good afternoon. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great. I love your show. Listen to it every time. Keeps my sanity on the roads driving and <laughs> <a> trip. <laughs>
2: Glad
4: we can
3: help. Uh, I, I called in to comment because I've been in law enforcement for 30 years, and I've been both a police officer and a deputy fire marshal, currently a deputy fire marshal. And we carry all the same equipment and tools that the law enforcement officers do. Just because there's times that we're in places where they may not be, when you're talking about school shooters and you're talking about active shooters, we have all the same training and being able to respond to them, to those calls, or being able to respond with them and help them out or be involved in that. It's part of what we do. I mean, it's every cop that's out there is trained in this, and if you're, it doesn't matter if you're fire marshal, deputy, police officer, or an investigator, you should be able to respond and help in those situations and be involved. That being said, though, you can't help create situations. I take my weapons out of the vehicle every single night. I put them back in the vehicle with me every single morning because that's just. I've had i I've had a gun stolen years and years ago, and I'm not going to have another. One. I'm not going to have it happen again. You have to be responsible for your weapons and your
4: tools. Dave, is there any policy that states that you have to do that?
3: In the agency that I'm in currently, yes, but that's a that's an agency specific policy. And those policies are different for agencies. Uh, I had the opportunity to be a head administrator for an agency for a number of years, and our policy was any vehicle that, especially to take home vehicles, the weapons have to be taken out. Uh, whether it was marked, unmarked, it didn't make a difference. Weapons come out when the vehicle's not used or not secured.
2: Would, would you anticipate that the uh, Bear County Fire Marshal's office might take some sort of action against this deputy fire marshal for what happened?
3: Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know their policies, but I do know the the, the fire marshal down there. He's one of the greatest guys you could have to work for. And I know that he'll do what he needs to to make sure that this isn't something that happens again.
2: This uh, version of the story by News 4 in San Antonio says law enforcement believes these two suspects who are 17 and 19 have committed other crimes where they've stolen guns, they're selling drugs. They sound like gang members to me the way they're described in this. And the fact that at least one of the weapons that was stolen has already been sold by these guys is alarming to law enforcement there in Bear County.
3: Yeah, I, I, my last place that I worked was in Bear County, uh, and there's enough guns down there. They don't need to be having them taken out of police cars. We just we got to set the example, and the example is take your stuff out, make sure it's secure. That's just my opinion, but we can't be put weapons on the streets. It's just not It's not good business.
2: Dave, right. thank you so much. We appreciate the call. Have a good afternoon, sir.
3: You too. Again, love the show. Thanks for keeping me sane every day. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it, Dave. 512-836-0590. Let's get everybody up to date, Melinda, on the big story at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, this is... They are
4: failing us in every way. <laughs> oh, Sorry, is that not what you meant?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Next story. M- move, move along. <laughs> We're talking about uh, the votes on all of the money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, the U.S. border. First of all, they did hold a vote on the big package, money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, to feed people in Gaza and the U.S. border, It did not get the votes needed to break the filibuster and move it forward for further votes in the Senate. So Senate leader, Democrat Chuck Schumer, has stripped out all of the money and all of the legal changes for the U.S. border. That's all eliminated. And he's going to bring that package back for a vote on money for Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, and Taiwan. That totals $95 billion, not a penny, for the United States border and uh, Melinda is seeing reports indicating that enough Republicans are going to get behind this to keep that moving toward approval in the U.S. Senate, that being this new package without anything for the border.
4: Yeah, at least a dozen have indicated that they would be on board for this. What's interesting is I'm also seeing reports that there is a lot of discussion going on right now on if they're going to allow for any time to set the text make amendments to the text before that vote is called and some reports say schumer is like let's go let's go let's go let's go we're not amending it all and that some of the some of the republicans are trying to say hey let's look at this let's see if any amendments need to be in there so we'll see if they are able to do that by the end of today
2: There were members of the Senate who were critical of the border package because, remember, it was negotiated in secret. They didn't get it until Sunday night at 6 p.m., and then they were being told, we're going to vote on it today at noon Austin time. And so I, I think they were justified in saying, that's too fast. It's 356 pages, and you're calling it the most significant change in U.S. immigration law in decades and you want us to review it in 2 days and then vote on it they said that's outrageous and they're right
4: they are right but this is this is what they do they write these hundreds of pages of bills um The few that actually have their hand in the writing get exactly what they want. They bury the stuff that they really, really want and know people would object to into the back of the bill that nobody ever has the time to get there. And then they just pass it as if money is growing on trees and we can just uh, go ahead and spend on any and everything their little hearts desire. That is, And that's what I actually believe that they are failing us on every level. One, we don't have the money. We shouldn't be talking about this. And it's not that I am not for sending money. It's just that, A, we don't have it. Kind of hard to just make that appear in thin air. But B, it should always be after securing America. Whatever that need is, if there is a need here, that should be looked at first.
2: In addition to all of those key points, many people are correctly very distrustful of money going to Ukraine because of the lack of transparency on where it's ending up, how it's being used, the lack of official U.S. government auditors being allowed to be in Ukraine and track the taxpayer money. And then you have Burisma and the whole corruption from Ukraine. People do not trust what's going on
4: and then you have Ukraine's own mission that corruption's been going on with that where they are funneling the equipment that we're sending elsewhere and it's being sold and it's lining government officials in Ukraine's pockets um it's just amazing to me Ukraine for years has been labeled as being corrupt and here we are s- sending money sending weapons however You look at it, we're sending stuff to them. And every time, every single time there is a pause or there is hesitation on whether we're going to continue to do that, a new story comes out about some corrupt individuals that Zelensky has found and is booting out the door. Mm -hmm. So no need to worry, just send the funds.
2: A couple of questions for you at 512 836 0590. Assuming these reports are accurate and correct. And this package of money, $95 billion for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and to feed people in the Gaza Strip, is approved by the Senate. What should Speaker Johnson do when it moves over to the House? What do you think he should do? Second question, what will he end up doing? He has been saying for months now, all of these items should be standalone, separate votes. One vote on Ukraine, one for Israel, etc. cetera. Will he stick to that or will he change course? Remember last night he brought up a standalone for Israel and it was mm-hmm. defeated. And uh, he was on KLBJ today with Clay and Buck and the speaker said that Biden put out a veto threat last night. Don't send me a standalone bill on Israel. I will veto it.
4: Um, what he should do is stand by his word. Another thing that he promised was nothing until we have a secure border. He needs to stand by that. Will he? I don't have a lot of faith that he will.
2: Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Get in here with your thoughts. We'll work in your comments, your calls, and your texts. Coming up just ahead, it's 413 with Mark and Melinda.
1: And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590.
2: Great to have you with us. It is 417. Jack is here producing, and we go to Ken in Maynard. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you?
5: I'm fine, sir. I hope I can get my timelines correct in this statement, but Hunter Biden was supposedly taking money from Ukraine and China and Russia, but definitely Ukraine. Joe Biden threatened to withhold a billion dollars' worth of funding for Ukraine if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was investigating Joe Biden's son. Donald Trump gets on the phone with Ukraine, and the Democrat House impeaches him for a phone call to Ukraine. Why is it unreasonable to think that if the Bidens were getting money from all these other countries, mainly Ukraine, That he wouldn't still be getting money from ukraine and that's why it's so urgent to get that money to ukraine so the big guy can get his part of the kickback
2: well uh that is a possibility or even if the money flow from burisma or ukraine had stopped before biden became president he might still be compromised in some way by some uh, things that occurred while his son Hunter was working for Burisma, and he doesn't want that to come out. And Zelensky knows what it is.
4: I was going to say, very healthy to be critical about if that money were to stop. Um, what what are the dangers for Joe Biden or his family? Would it be that Zelensky has a bunch of dirt and comes out on it? We're probably also, not going to find out because they're going to keep sending the money. It was
5: a big... There was a lot of pressure to get money to Gaza or the Palestinians and come to find out the Palestinians were or the organization that was assisting was actually involved in a terrorist organization. How do we know that some of that money that was going to Egypt is also not getting kicked back to the Bidens or other politicians in our government or businesses that tend to benefit from that? I, I have no trust at all of our federal government, the three-letter alphabet agencies, or anybody else, it's they're spending our wealth and fortune overseas in life and in money.
2: Thank you, Ken. And he's not alone, Melinda. The cynicism is growing, and uh, D.C. has brought it about. I mean, they have fueled it with their behavior and actions.
4: Yes, and as far as what, if anything, Biden and his family have done in any of these countries. The, the mere fact that we don't know this by now, it could have easily, in my opinion, been been out there. It could have been, let us do this investigation, whatever it finds, it finds, and we can get it out there. And you could put it to bed once and for all if there's nothing there. But the fact that you're met with them, you know, no, you're not going to interview this person or you're not going to interview this person. We're not going to turn over these documents around every corner. It leaves it for us to go, oh, well, then there's got to be something there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It just fuels the suspicion. John is with us in South Austin at 420. Good afternoon, John. How are you today?
5: Good afternoon. Uh, listen, did of the last
6: caller, he was right on the money. The second thing is, uh, no money for Ukraine until the border is approved via the bill that the House submitted to Schumer in the Senate that they shelved. So when we get that bill, then we can talk Ukraine. I could support money going to Israel before that, but only Israel, not Ukraine. And I want them each to stand alone. But listen, having said that, Ukraine or Israel was just voted down and killed by the Democrats. We tried that.
2: Yeah, last night mm-hmm. in the house. You're right about that. Yeah. All right. Uh thank you. 512-836-0590. And,
4: and to me, that actually played somewhat into Biden's hands, them calling for that vote and Biden coming out and saying, I'll veto it because they're still playing the get me reelected game. They, while the rest they, of us They always are going, play it. Yeah, yes. While yes. the rest of us are going, uh We just want to be able to have a great country. Um, And I think he played into it. He knows that there's calls and that he's losing voter support because he supported Israel in the beginning. And now he is just clawing that back any chance that he can get. And that's exactly why he put that out there last night.
2: Yes, the threat to veto the standalone money for Israel, 14 billion dollars. And meanwhile, he has Secretary Blinken in Israel right now, continuing to try to put pressure on Israel to end their combat operations. And to show you now how Biden and Israel have moved apart, and it's Biden moving away from them, Right. Blinken did not have that news conference with the Prime Minister Netanyahu simultaneously the way they always do and had been doing. You know, they get up there together and take questions to show, hey, we're allies, we're together. They had separate news conferences today. And Blinken also tried to get a private one-on-one meeting with the top general directing the Israeli military.
4: Like to just cut Netanyahu out of it?
2: Oh, yes. He wanted a private one-on-one, and Netanyahu found out about it and said, no, you don't, General. You're not going to do that. You'll only do that with other leaders of Israel in the room.
4: As it should be, because you cannot trust. And I'm just going to throw this out here. Y'all can do your own research. It's biblical exactly what is happening, where the U.S. pulls away from Israel. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. Not only are we doing that there, I'm seeing that President Biden has directed his senior aides to go and meet with the Muslim and the Arab American leaders in Michigan tomorrow uh, in hopes that he can convince them, hey, no, I'm on your side. I'm I'm with you on this.
2: Well, and remember, the uh, Biden political handlers call Michigan a must-win state for Biden. It is must-win. Michigan and Pennsylvania are must-win states. And he is terrified that he's going to lose Michigan because the Arab Americans and Muslims have already said, we're not voting for Biden because he's helping Israel. Mm. All right, let's go to uh, Johnny on 183 at 423 with Mark and Melinda. Hey, Johnny, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, I hope y'all are doing well too. Yes we are, welcome Johnny. What are your thoughts, sir? Well, you know, my thoughts and comments are on the Ukraine, Israel,
7: border, Korean, and Taiwan funding, jamming it all together. You know, this kind of goes along with Melinda and, and her comments of how our legislators are failing this at every turn. And, and you see a decline in our general population about how civics and how our government actually functions. Yes. So my question to the speaker would be simply, if all funding must originate in the House, why is the Senate writing these bills?
4: (laughs) Why are they wasting their time because it should start in the House? It's supposed to start in the House. So if it
7: doesn't originate in the House, then why is the House even considering it? Now, I know they have reconciliation tactics, but that means something's been submitted and then they're negotiating a a reconciliation thing. But if nothing's been submitted, how how are they doing this gimmick to originate funding that starts in the Senate, which violates the Constitution?
2: Well, it's my understanding, Johnny, that all taxes have to start in the House okay
7: that that may be my misunderstanding there i i understood it as the funding starts in the house and, and so yeah that may be the gimmick they're getting around there i can understand that
2: yeah the 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 house must write all tax legislation it has to start in the tax ways and means committee in the house uh, so they may be, in this case, saying, look, this is just allocating tax dollars. We're not changing the tax code or initiating new taxes, et cetera, et cetera. That's how they, they get around that.
7: Well, I can certainly agree to that, but I still stand by. They're like Melinda. They're still founding us at every turn.
4: Every turn. And, and that is both parties. That is the, That is in the House and that is in the Senate.
2: Johnny, have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you. 512-836-0590. We'll get you up to date next with news headlines and then much more to cover right here, live and local, Mark and Melinda.
1: And now, back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at
2: 512-836-0590. 431, if you're just touching base with us, we're discussing the latest developments in the U.S. Senate. They had a vote today on that big package of money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, feeding people in Gaza and the U.S. border. It did not get the votes needed to move beyond the filibuster and continue debate. So now Schumer is saying he's going to strip out all of the money and all of the legal changes concerning the U.S. border and come back and have another vote. They'll be voting on money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and feeding people in Gaza. $95 billion. We're talking about that and all the related issues at 512-836-0590. Daryl is calling from LaGrange. Daryl, good afternoon. I understand you went down to Eagle Pass for the big rally and protest over the weekend. Is that right, Daryl? Yes, sir. Uh good evening to y'all. God bless y'all.
8: Um yes, sir. We went there and uh, it was, you know, just a bunch of uh people coming in uh, peaceful and you know, praying for our nation. We had a bunch of speakers there talking and some Jan- January Sixers telling them how you know they've been treated. Uh after it was all said and done, I physically went down to the border and they had a push back because I guess Governor Abbott and um, some other governors were coming in and so you could only get so close but sitting there talking with police officers from Eagle Pass and they said um from people that they've seen them with their own eyes um, whether you know it be Russians uh they've had Afghans uh, you know uh, Afghanis, Iranians uh tons of South Americans, people from Venezuela and stuff like that, that are all criminals and they admit to be criminals coming across the border. And they said they're fleeing up here because they don't want to go to prison down there and they know that they're not going to get sent back. And as soon as they come across, he said, they automatically start right there to the police officers. They start, you know, demanding things. Give me this. Where's this? Where's my so-and-so, whatever. And I know my rights. And they're saying this right as they come across the border. he said, they've seen droves of, like, Russians and uh, uh, Asian descent uh, come across, and he said and they look like they stepped straight out of the border. Uh, I mean, out of the military as they came across the border and, you know, ready to fight and kill you. you know? like, and they've been saying that come across uh, in droves down at Eagle Pass.
4: Yeah, no doubt they're being coached exactly what to say. I mean, otherwise... It- I know my rights. That That is definitely coming from someone that is coaching them. They're being told, oh, yes, pay me the money to get you to the border, because once you get there, here's all of the freebies that the U.S. is giving you. And today, in regards to you saying how many are coming across, whether they're from Russia or, or China, the sources in Border Patrol said We've had 19,600 plus Chinese migrants so far in this fiscal year, which started in October. Compare that to the total of the entire fiscal year of 23, so a whole year time. There are only 37,000 in 23. So we're well above pace to outpace that. And the same is true with how many they are coming across of all kinds of different nationalities with over a million since October 1st. This is the first time we have ever reached over a million just a few months into the new fiscal year.
8: Oh, yes, ma'am. And they got you've got all these people that are coming. And I'm an Army veteran and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, talking with them. I see what's, you know, coming is that, you know, they're – you have all of these people that they're letting just flow across our border that absolutely hate America, and they're going to do anything and everything that they can to come across. And uh, And uh now they're talking about letting them, you know, a path to citizenship is to, like, join our military. Yeah, that's going to be really smart, because then they're going to be able to turn around and use the military against us when we don't want to, you know, say, for instance, give up our Second Amendment, because uh, they're going to be willing to do whatever the government tells them to do.
2: Daryl, when you were down there in Eagle Pass, did you personally see very many people crossing the river onto the U.S. soil?
8: Uh, actually, no, sir, because uh, when I was talking uh, with the police officers that were there, um, they I took pictures, and you could see uh, where they set up all the razor wire and the uh, uh, ocean containers what they've done is they they are funneling them to where they have like bridge number one bridge number two and they're funneling funneling all of them to the actual bridges to try and keep them uh from going into the water so we don't have another situation like when we had uh then the national guard troop you know die trying to save them uh, as they started getting swept away and uh, so they're having them come straight across, and they're just processing them and slapping on buses and stuff and taking off with them. Uh, and so they've got ocean containers set up so far, both uh, uh, both sides of the border down so far. Uh, I mean, not both sides of the border, both sides of the bridge to funnel them in to the bridge to where they'll just walk right straight across.
2: Could you see people crossing one or more of the bridges?
8: Uh, yes, sir. Oh yeah. When I was going down, I I didn't go any further towards the bridge cause I didn't want to get locked up in that. There was so much traffic, but I could see tons of people on, on foot over there in line. And matter of fact, cause where we were at, we were in, uh, forgive me if I say it wrong. Uh, but it was, uh, Quamado is the actual place where the rally was held. And, uh, and so that was a few miles away from the border from Eagle Pass. Um, when I left there that morning on Sunday, um, it was, I don't know, maybe five or six miles down the road from where we were at, there was probably five or six vans and there was a whole slew of all males, um, wasn't a single female in it and they had them stopped right on the side of the highway and we're loading them up and they had just come walking up out of the woods. And... Just like talking with the sheriff and stuff that was there um, that came and uh, was one of the speakers um, and some of the other people that are helping in the area the um, the morticians and stuff have had so many bodies coming up that they they're having to deal with now, whether it be children uh whether it be you know they uh, said a lot of it is kids um, and they had to buy. Two or three more buildings just to put uh, the bodies in, and those buildings are already full.
4: Yeah, that's something that has been underreported as well. Are these deaths is, of whether they're children or whoever that make this trek? They'll make a a huge issue out of. The woman trying to cross that drowned, so that they can blame it on Texas. But completely quiet with the amount of people that have actually died in these last three years, just trying to make the trek.
2: Seven hundred is the number the Border Patrol mm. provides.
8: I will tell you this too. Uh, for you remember our our National Guard Guard troop that that just passed away here recently uh, that dove in trying to save them. Uh, um, some of the people that were there. And they were physically there. They said once they were, the other people were jumping in and getting him and getting his body out. Um, the illegal immigrants were standing there laughing and pointing at him as they were dragging up his dead body up onto our yeah. side of the uh, of the border. Yeah. Uh, they're just standing there laughing and pointing at him and laughing and, and laughing that this man just, you know, gave his life for you. But uh, they were just standing there laughing at him. Mm. Despicable.
4: And, I, and we saw that on display with the New York migrants that were flipping everybody off as they were let f- to go free after beating officers.
2: Yes, ma'am. Daryl, uh, thank you for that eyewitness report on what happened yes, over the weekend down there. We appreciate it, sir.
8: Yes, sir. God bless y'all. Thank you. you. Bye-bye.
2: Take care, Daryl. Thank you, sir. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text us. Uh, James, good afternoon. How are you this afternoon? James, welcome.
6: Oh, not too bad. Uh, that last caller, oh, that was interesting. But, like I called in about the Senate. You know, it doesn't make any difference. if old Schumer and that gaggle. Pass something ninety five to zip. If the speaker of the house does not choose to bring it to the floor, it doesn't even get a vote. And they can just stand back there and turn different colors and vapor lock. You know, it ain't gonna change anything.
2: Yeah, thank you, James. Have a good afternoon. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The question is, is that what the speaker will do? Will he stand his ground and say we're gonna vote on these things separately, one at a time? It's 441 with Mark and Melinda.
1: And now, back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at
2: 512-836-0590. Jack is here producing. It's great to have you with us. Remember, Melinda and I are here every weekday, 2 to 6, live and local, talking about the day's biggest stories. And this is Billy on MOPAC. Hello, Billy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, we're doing very well. Nice to hear from you, Billy.
1: Very good. Yeah, I was listening to you talk earlier about Schumer saying he wants to pull all the information out of the bill that has to do with the border. And... At this point, the way I'm looking at it is that's a takeaway in negotiation. We all know what that is. And why don't we work up a new bill where we're spending this $95 billion on securing the border versus giving it to Ukraine and other folks that really aren't stepping up to help us with our situations that we're going through right now.
2: So you're you're saying that Schumer's end goal is is to end up spending $95 billion on the U.S. border? No, I'd say somebody else should come up with a new bill, and let's spend the $95 billion
1: on the U.S. Okay. versus Ukraine, Israel, Middle East, wherever else we're going to be handing money out to help out their securing borders. Why don't we spend it on securing ours and then worry about theirs?
4: The sad part is, Billy, is they, I have no doubt the Senate at least, is going to pass that with plenty of Republican support because I firmly believe this was the end goal all along for both Republicans and Democrats was to just get this money for Ukraine. To me, there should be zero going on until we have an actual secure border. And you exactly. really don't have to come up with very much new because we have laws on on the books that just need to be enforced. Uh, if we want to talk about do we need money down there, I'm sure Border Patrol needs help, but they're not getting it in the sense of actually patrolling the border and making sure that it's secure. They're getting it in the sense of how do we process faster, so... It just needs to be, we're not doing anything until the border is secure, period. End of sentence, no money, nothing.
1: Exactly. Do your civic duty. Quit fighting between each other because you want to pork belly our tax dollars.
2: That's it. Fox News' Peter Ducey asked President Biden's press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, what is President Biden going to do immediately within his current existing powers to do all he can to strengthen security on the southern U.S. border. And she just kept coming back and saying he wants the Senate and House to pass the bills they've been talking about.
4: Well, it's the same line that they've been using. You know, on day one, we put forth immigration reform and the Republicans haven't done anything. Well just a little refresher day 1 democrats had control from day 1 all the way through 2 years so it wasn't the republicans that were stopping that you could you could have passed that through without a single republican vote whatsoever it could have happened but it didn't because again there is not a single politician in washington that wants to really do something about securing the border this is talking points for them. It's how they get out on the campaign and raise money.
2: Mm-hmm. Billy, thank right. you. Have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. It's 449. Uh, this is Deacon in West Austin on KLBJ. How are you?
6: Hey, doing well. <clears throat> good afternoon. That was well said, Melinda. I, I just want to bring up something that is incredibly simple that I'm definitely not hearing anybody talk about enough. The Constitution requires that the federal government actually secure the border. If you make a law that allows for any bit of illegal immigration, whether it's better than what we have today, as some say, codifying something which is illegal, and therefore that would be void on its face, legally speaking, um, immediately the attorney generals of all the states that have any sense left. what should this, certainly can will, but I'm telling you the short and the sweet of it is this is all a bunch of manipulation where people can end up saying hey, no one's reaching across the aisle no one's engaging in the political process of, of uh, you know, making uh, concessions, etc you don't make concessions when it comes to something as sacred as the law itself which simply means you're supposed to control the border and guess what? Joe Biden could immediately shut all of that down He's not going to do it. They're going to try to manipulate everyone, and that's what we're seeing right now with all these arguments. By the way, I love the guy earlier, last thing I want to say, love the guy earlier talking about what's really going on. We're not seeing enough there. That'll get people to wake up and start to think, because it's terrible down there. It's terrible what's happening. They don't know where these people are. And if you actually go and, and look at the aspects of the bill, you can actually find that, they're not going to keep track of these five thousand people and and the other people that are coming in i believe it only correct me if i'm wrong if you guys know but i believe it's only going to allow them to count up to five thousand and these are people who are in the contiguous countries of canada and mexico if somebody comes in from venezuela on a train full of military-aged young men those don't count we'll just bring them in anyway that's not progress at all. It's nothing.
2: All right, Uh, Deacon, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. The vast majority of the citizens of this country want the border closed until further notice. No one else admitted until further notice. We are full. We have millions here that we cannot properly account for and take care of and sort out as it is. And yet this bill was contemplating up to 5,000 a day crossing illegally and being allowed to remain and get legal work permits immediately. Uh,
4: Yes, and that's because politicians love to conflate the idea that border security is the same thing as immigration reform. And it's not. Those are two separate things. You can have all the conversations you want about who we accept, how we accept and the process in order to do that, that's immigration reform. Border security is no one gets across illegally, period.
2: All right. Uh, We also have an update on a case here in Austin. The Associated Press is reporting that the Austin Hate Crimes Review Committee has concluded that a hate crime was committed Sunday near UT and is sending a recommendation to the Travis County District Attorney for hate crime charges to be filed in this case. Now, this is the case uh, that you've been hearing about in the KLBJ News updates. uh, Four people who took part in a free Palestine rally here in Austin at the Capitol say they were driving back from that rally when they were attacked. And their family members and other organizations are saying it was a hate crime attack. And now this Austin Hate Crimes Review Committee is agreeing with them, and uh, they're recommending that a hate crime charge be filed against the man who was arrested for attacking these four Palestinian protesters.
4: And I guess from some of the stories that I read, that they're saying that it meets the definition of a hate crime. I know that it was reported that they ripped um, a a flag reading or a scarf reading Free Palestine off of the vehicle, and then it was also reported that this individual made some other remarks to, I guess, that that lead them to the hate crime. I've never really understood hate crime. If you're committing a crime on someone like that where you're stabbing them, there's some hatred there. Um, I don't know what this means. Is there a higher standard that... That means they'll be put away for longer if they are found guilty on a hate crime, or is it simply that makes it a federal crime now and that will be handled elsewhere?
2: Well, there are both, as I understand it. Federal hate crimes, now uh, local jurisdictions have them. Some states have them. In this case, uh, they want Travis County to file a hate crime charge against the man arrested Uh, of engaging in this attack he stabbed one of these Palestinian protesters Mm -hmm. who's going to survive Uh, the story says the man who was arrested is 36 year old he was on a bicycle down there in the drag area and he told police that he drank even more than he usually drinks on a normal day and then he engaged in the attack Uh, if you look at his photograph at booking it brings up the question is this guy a homeless guy and when you start adding all of these things up, it sounds like he is. He's, he's drunk. He admits he's drunker than usual. He's on a bicycle, yeah. and he attacks a vehicle when it stopped at one of the intersections. Uh, this hate crimes committee is concluding that he did it based on hatred of Palestinians.
4: And I, I can't help but wonder if it is a homeless individual. Do they even know? Who was in the truck or or where they had just been or what their beliefs are?
2: That's, That's a key question in all of this. All right, we've got news coming up next and more to cover. We're not going anywhere. It's Mark and Melinda with you all the way to six right here on KLBJ.
0: License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.